This is episode 68. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, so if you enjoy our content, you can check out our stuff, along with all the other geeky goodness over at geekade.com. Whether it's articles, podcasts, and more, you'll find it all there. Geekade, what is your geek? Um, So... Longtime listeners uh, are going to encounter something different here. Uh, we've been talking as a, as a podcast, and uh, we've decided we're going to just tweak our format a little bit. Um, we've been doing this, oh, gosh, what, going on almost three years this summer. Um, the show has changed, our schedules have changed, our lives have changed. Finding time to do this has become different. Um, so we decided what we would do is not do Byron Byrne as a regular opening segment anymore. We might see it come back here or there for certain episodes. Um, we'd like to get back, get back into some more topical stuff too. Uh, but we just kind of want to open up the show and just make it more about us getting together, um, talking about what's on our mind, um, whether it's games, movies, family, whatever. Uh, so we're just going to kind of turn it more into a free form show. One take, uh, we hope you enjoy it. You know, feel free to leave us feedback. Uh, we'll always leave our socials uh, as where to get a hold of us at the end of uh, the episode, like we always do. But yeah, no Byron Burn. I, I don't know. Can we even start the show now? It's going to be a little, little weird. I'm trying to like anticipate how this is going to go and how how all the transitions are going to go. But uh, I mean, we're not torturing each other with with terrible games for a while, and I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, let's get to the real problem here that you guys, you know, we're going to rip each other's face off after playing all these <laughs> bad games, you know, and burning, know. keep burning Ryan's game. And it's just, yeah, it was unsustainable. Garfield keeps coming back. That son of a bitch. Oh, he's not going anywhere, but <laughs> great. We couldn't get, we, we could cut out Byron Burn, but Garfield stays. Huh? Yep. That's, that's funny. That's my topic. My first topic of the night is to talk about Garfield with you. So. Oh, great. This new format is going to be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, man. So let's just roll right into it. I, I wanted to kind of kick things off kind of with uh, leading, following, I guess, the end of our last episode when we got to interview Sonic the Hedgehog about his upcoming film. Um, I don't know. Am I the only one that has seen this since? I went last night. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about this. Um, what did you think? I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, me too. And it's kind of pretty action packed for a kid's show, you know, for one of those, I would say. Yeah. So it, it, it definitely, uh, keeps your interest. Yeah. I think, um, I felt like it was a little bit of a slow starter. They could have, um, kind yeah. of maybe sped that first 30 minutes up. Um, but yeah, I surprisingly solid film overall. I think when I compare this like a detective Pikachu, I might actually like this better as a family movie. Uh, the only thing I question, well, two things. Uh, I don't know why Sonic had to floss. I, I think maybe that was a little outdated <laughs> because of the delay with redoing the movie. And then also I found it questionable as a parent that Sonic ends up in a bar and then a bar fight in what is a kid's <laughs> movie. Uh, but other than that, very... Very enjoyable film. Yeah. Did you stay for the teaser at the end? Yep. Nice. 
So don't give it away. Don't give it away. I haven't seen oh, it yet. There's, there's a whole Sonic universe coming. Yeah. Oh I love that opening too. It hits you right in the feels with like the little pixelated, like golden axe, like all the Sega 16 bit properties. Oh, yeah. And it like fades out into the Sega logo. It's very, yep. very cool. I, yeah, I love that because some of those choices were like, wow, you really, yeah. you, you, you raised that up to on your logo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They had, it wasn't just like the hits. There was like some obscure stuff too. Yeah. It was good. Jim Carrey was amazing in it. Like by far. Yeah. How much do you think, uh, how, how much do you think Olive Garden paid <laughs> for those two very obvious plugs? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's probably a, a pretty good amount. I would imagine. I thought for sure that there was going to be like, I I've heard the memes about the Olive Garden before I did. I thought for sure it was going to be something around the never ending pasta bowls and all that stuff yep. and, and Sonic being fast, but they didn't, they didn't even write the, the obvious joke on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, the, oh God, there was just no, no attempt at subtlety with that product placement though. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. I would love to see that, you know, they get these uh, companies that come in and do some sponsorships and they do a very specific one for Olive Garden where it's like, buy two, get one from this time to this time. But they forget that part because they push the movie back and then it's not good <laughs> and it creates a massive mess. I don't know. That's how I picture that happening. But yeah, my I'm son sure has been bugging me to go quite a bit. Um, yeah. And I just haven't. I'm not a big sit in the movie theater kind of person. To me, it's uncomfortable and weird. And I'd much rather just wait and watch it at home. But. Yeah, I mean it'll be on DVD by fall. So yeah, yeah, it's good though. I think my favorite piece just walking out of that film though is the because there was quite a bit of like fan service that I don't think everyone would get, but I loved that the crazy old man who sees Sonic in the woods <laughs> holds up the picture and it's that Sanic meme yeah. from the internet. And like I'm the only one in the theater dying laughing at this. Nobody else gets it, but I mean somebody probably did. But yeah, so yeah. good. Amanda didn't go, and I had to explain that joke to her, and she was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of my highlights, I think. Yeah. That and the, the continue Mario burn. See, okay, I completely missed that, because I just, I didn't think anything was weird about the boring Mushroom Land, because I, I just remembered, like, Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3, where there's, like, those opening stages that are just full of mushrooms. Oh, true. Those mushrooms do look more like, well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they are definitely going for the burn. I just, I've heard other people talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I totally didn't pick up on that. But that makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Nate. Maybe just do it. Five bucks Tuesday night. Take your kid. Okay. Or just make him go in the theater and you go do something else. And just sit out and minutes. wait for him. Yeah. Play go to the mall and pet some puppies whatever floats your boat yeah that's not that <laughs> oh. so besides the movies uh i've heard uh somebody's been having a lot of dreams huh oh man that's i i go on there almost every night now and just do like the uh surfing option and it's just like, it's kind of like clicking through channels instead of y you get these really creepy and weird games that you play for two minutes and then you just go to the next one. Does it just push you past the, to the next one or you just pick another one? Yeah, you just pick another one. I mean, most of them are so like one note or like 
a single joke or, you know, there's very few that you're going to play more than five minutes, I'd say. I feel like you need to expand on this. What, what is this dream thing? It, it's uh, it, it's called Dreams. It's a PS4 game. Oh, and gotcha. it's it's from the makers of uh, Little Big Planet. So it means nothing to Nate. It, oh, it's very, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> it's it's very much like people create their own games and then you can mm. play them. Okay. And speaking of Sonic, I think Sonic is more popular than Mario. Dude, I've seen some of the Sonic builds. I saw somebody was like recreating Sonic Adventure. Yeah, that one super, is nuts. Super good. Yeah. Yeah, that one is that one. I played that one. That one's really good. But overall, yeah, at least the ones that you're getting in like the trending and the popular ones, it's more Sonic than you're going to get Mario. It's kind of alarming. Do you think that's like people are worried about getting sued from Nintendo? I, I don't know what's going on in that game. Like how it's not just like illegal. (laughs) Yeah, right. You're literally making a game with someone else's assets. Yeah. I mean, you have to create the asset, I suppose, or import it, but I don't know how that works. And you've not done any of the creation stuff. No, I haven't touched any of that yet. I've heard it's like very lengthy, which it's kind of cool, but at the same time, like, if I really want to get my creative juices and build a game, like, do I want to be confined to that system then, you know? Right. Like, I've, I've played around in Unity before, so it's like, <coughs> if I wanted to go that route, why not just play, you know, actually build something that I can export out, you know? It's a pretty robust engine, though, right, for what it is? Oh, yeah, you can do pretty much, pretty much anything, I would say. Like, it seems like it's... It's pretty crazy, for sure. And now, but, like, do you have... Is there options with creating or playing? Like, can you... Because, like, I know, like, sometimes, um, maybe not so much with the PlayStation Move, but, like, some of those, like, HTC Vive and stuff, you can do, like, the 3D art. Like, can you use the, like, wand controllers to do any creation? Or Yeah, you can do... Uh, I don't know if you can do everything with it, but I know you can do, like, sculpting. So like any of the assets that you're making, like the visual stuff, you can use the move controllers to make them in that way. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. But you don't play, it's always standard controller for play. Uh, you can, you can require, I don't know if you can require move controllers, but you can definitely, um, make games that do it. Okay. Um, I know they're adding VR at some point too, which will be, that would be awesome. Like some of the jump scares and stuff people could do. Oh yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be all Shrek, but yeah. (laughs) What's, what's the best stuff you've seen so far? Like wildest stuff. Oh man. Like there's some really good stuff. Like there's some that are just really good versions of doom or doom adjacent stuff. And there's a lot of like just funny jokes and shit like that. There's a lot of Family Guy stuff. I didn't realize Family Guy was still as hot as he is. But... Yeah, I thought they kind of jumped the shark a while ago. Yeah, but there's still a lot of Peter Griffin in there. I've been to Peter Griffin's dance house. I've been to his birthday party. It's a lot of stuff like that. Interesting. Um, and you know, like we really weird stuff like that's kind of if i ever got into it i would want to create i'd probably want to create a game but something really obscure you know um like bubsy 3d was one that i played like the first level of bubsy 3d it was somebody did it (laughs) 
That's kind of insane. I mean, like, so when you're like the surfing mode you're describing, like, what is the success rate? Like, is it as bad as like Mario Maker became, where you're like doing twenty things that you hate just to get to one thing that's good? Or, I mean, uh, yeah, it depends on what filters you do. Like, if you just do new ones, then you're going to get a shit ton of like the the basic ones that you get when you go through the tutorial. Okay. So that's pretty much made that one unusable. Cause that's when I first started out, some of the really weird stuff was in there. Like a uh, butt sniper. I found in the new one. Explain butt sniper. Uh, you're a butt. I feel like city. I've played that before. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Or a day. <laughs> yeah. You're basically a butt sitting in a tower and there's people walking down below and you oh just my gosh. and shit out the <laughs> shit at them. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know that, you know, that was created from a real life game that people are playing. Wow. Yeah. I think you just sold me on this. <laughs> Oh, awesome. But it's going to make me think twice walking from a skyscraper. (laughs) Dodging real quick. Uh, Sounds amazing. It's nuts. I I just hope that it continues. Like, it's really popular now, but what happens, you know, further down the line, you're going to get some really amazing stuff, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it's probably going to peter off a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's the best... one of those things where you want to get in while it's hot because, oh yeah, especially since you never really know how long the servers will be up. I mean, you usually with stuff like this, it's a while. But I mean, there have been cases where like games are down in eighteen months. So, yep, I, I could definitely see this coming to PlayStation Five. It almost certainly has to after how much money that they've put into this thing and then dump it out at the end of the console. They have to move it over, right? Which I think well, would be good because some of the games have some terrible frame rates, but yeah, hopefully it you know it's the dream scenario we all want where you're just like literally popping your PS4 into the PS5 and the game can just carry over. Yep. But yeah, it's. I mean, the coolest part about it is that you know you can pull in anything if you make something. It's out there, and somebody can take it and put it in their game. You know. Oh, you oh, so you can take other people's assets once they've created it. Oh, yep. Yeah, oh, every okay. pretty much everything is all basically open source. So you just so the tool set just grows and grows. Then yeah, there's there's like a about a there's like a pin perfect 3D Mario out there that has like the right you know physics and everything to it, and you can just pull them in and put them in any any level that you build. I know I'm a you know hashtag not a real gamer or whatever. I can't believe I haven't heard that about this. This sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, it's... That. Yeah. It hasn't received the press fanfare that I thought it was going to. It just kind of quietly dropped, I feel. And when yeah. was that? Two weeks ago? Really? Yeah. About? Yeah, Valentine's Day, I think it came out. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, I've been, I've been watching. There's a guy who is super hard into this on YouTube and he's been just highlighting stuff that he thinks is good. So I've been like seeing the good stuff and it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Like a lot of it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can like collaborate too. So like you could be like, I do this part of this game and you know, be the programmer and all that. You could basically 
create your own game and have your own studio and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like you're not making money on it and right. you don't own it. <laughs> I'd be the guy that like nobody would want to collaborate with. Cause I would just take something you've done and like draw a dick on it or something. Yeah. Just going to say that penises and boobs on everything. <laughs> That's what you get when you collab with me. I don't know why there's like, there's a basically like a Thomas, the train model. But instead of <laughs> Thomas's face, it's Shrek's face, and it's all—it's just a big giant green face. It's in so many games. I don't know. I think that's an internet meme. Like somebody made a video thing on it. Okay, I, I could be wrong, but I swear I've seen that before, and it's terrifying. Yeah, I would say probably one in fifty games that you boot up, it just immediately goes. Somebody wants to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So can you pull in like any audio you want to, or how does that work? Yeah, you could put it all up there and. Yeah, wow. you can you can search for audio and pull it in. And gosh, yeah. this just seems like rife for lawsuits. Yeah, takedowns. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Is like they have an option where you can do a takedown. You know, if you're a company, but how are you ever going to know who's you going to have an employee in there, right? Trying to find that game. I don't <clears> know. <throat> hmm. Interesting. Oh well, I got a new toy too. It's not as cool as, well, maybe it is. I don't know. It depends on who you are. But I've um, had a virtual boy. I've had two virtual boys for a very long time. And as anyone who owns a virtual boy knows, they're awful to play. And most of the games on there are not worthwhile. But the ones you do want to play, you can't really enjoy because you're staring in that stupid, horrendous headset. And you can only do it for so long. Um, So when Castle Mania Games announced that they were doing a new line of the virtual tap, which was basically a mod that someone else had made previously, but quit manufacturing that allows you to just take your virtual boy and put it VGA out to a television or computer screen and play it without that awful headset. Um, I pre-ordered one took a long time to ship. I got it not that long ago. And then my buddy Danton um, helped me basically mod it. He did, he did all the work. I just bought the stuff. And he would tell me what components I needed and he would buy them. And then he assembled it and made a sweet 3D case um, printed. So, yeah, I can now enjoy Virtual Boy games from the comfort of my television. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous about this because my Virtual Boy just sits on the top of a shelf and I stare at it like, ah, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to play that. And even when we went to what was it Sioux City at D Wolves? Yeah. I mean, I bought Virtual Boy games and haven't yep. touched them. Um one of them being, you know, what is it? Wario Land. Yeah, which is which I would is say it's the best one. Yeah, it's a great game. But I just don't have an interest in throwing my head in that headset. So, I mean, this sounds like a this sounds like a pretty sweet sweet deal for sure. So, it's sitting in a is it in like a case or what's it look like? Yeah, it looks like a mini console. Basically, it's just all the components that you would have in the headset. And there, there are a few ways to do it, but like, I didn't want to damage the actual original shell or anything like that. So we opted for like a, <clears throat> a new 3D printed shell. Um, that way, you don't have to do anything, and I can keep all my. Because I mean, the Virtual Boy is kind of rare, right? So you want to keep the yep. original hardware as intact as you can. And yeah, it just looks like basically a mini console, and you just plug the 
Virtual Boy game in the top. <clears throat> it's got the controller out and the audio out on the front because it, you know, that's the way that was wired on the Virtual Boy. And then your VGA comes out the back. And then Danton also made um, a uh, color palette swap switcher because this Virtual Tap allows you to change the colors. It's still all one color, oh, nice. but instead of red, it can be yellow or blue or green. It doesn't really change anything that much, but at least it's a nice option. Yeah. And um, he he had talked about like putting. Uh, an internal power source i didn't want to i didn't feel the need to do that so for anyone who doesn't know you power the virtual boy through the controller either through batteries or there is a wall plug for uh, another version of the controller i have both of them and i just felt like well one (laughs) i'm not going to play it that often so to do the extra work and extra expense and make sense to me and then two i just kind of want to keep that authentic feel i actually kind of like the weight of the virtual boy controller with the batteries in it yeah or the cord um so it's kind of weird like that, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's a pretty clear picture. The 3d effects <clears throat> on virtual boy don't really make or break the game anyway. Kind of like the 3ds, like it's a cool thing, but it's not changing your experience that much. So to be able to like play a game and not have my eyes bleed is uh wonderful. That's, that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little well, jealous about that. That would be sweet. I'd have to check it out for sure. I also got a new toy this this past weekend. Um, probably made the biggest mistake of my life, but I bought a oh, no. Xbox One. <laughs> um, so I, I was in uh, uh, the town's called Sock Sock Rapids, Minnesota, kind of by St. Cloud. We had to go to a, a dance competition for my daughter. Uh, which anybody listening that has a daughter and wants to put her in dance because you think it's going to be cheap, don't because it actually is very expensive. <laughs> so we're in Sock Rapids. We left at like 4.45 in the morning so that she could Yikes. get there in time for her first performance at 9. And so there's a lot of sitting and waiting around. And me and my son are just trying to get through it and trying to just be supportive but then after she does like a three minute dance there's nothing you do until the next one so he's got his nintendo switch i'm scrolling through facebook marketplace and all of a sudden i'm like i need that i need that and so i ended up buying an og xbox with 27 games and an xbox one it was just one of those things that i was like well we might as well give it a shot now i think i i text Ryan and Ryan's like, well, you made the biggest mistake ever, or something like that. I, can't even <laughs> I was like, you're like, yeah, well, because you posted the picture because I had you'd asked me about the OG Xbox. I was like, yeah, that's a good deal. Like every game there is good. <clears throat> and then when you posted your haul picture, I was like, you know, the Xbox One box. Like you didn't actually buy an Xbox One, right? Not knowing that you'd bought the other console. And then you're like, yep, yeah. I picked it up. And my response was, yeah, we all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and so I I don't know. I have it, I guess. I haven't really done much with it. I fired up uh, Forza. And yeah, really good. I mean, that's a stinking good-looking game and really fun for a great. while. But then it's just one of those things that it just turns into Crazy Taxi or whatever, where you're just, like, <laughs> launching your car off of things, just seeing how far things can go. And Well, which Forza did you get? Uh, Forza 4 or... Horizon or 
Yeah. Is it just like, okay, so yeah. those are the more like burnout style ones, right? Open yeah. world, yeah. Yeah. I, so I like, it's good. I like those. Yeah. My son's been playing uh, Fortnite on it because that's what you do is buy a console and play a free game on it. And uh, I don't know. The OG Xbox is still just kind of sitting sitting on the floor. I got to probably plug that in, but I think now I guess I'm going to get a 360. Well. <laughs> I mean, 360 is, if you're going to get one Xbox, it's by far the best one. I think you're going to be surprised at how well the original Xbox holds up, especially if you find like some cheap component cables because the component will make a huge difference. Really? Uh-huh. Because you can do 480p on TVs that will yeah. support it, which your Trinitron should. Um, I should check that out then. But yeah, you're, I think you're gonna like that. And I mean, there's don't get me wrong. Like I shit on the one. Like I really, it's the only console, and I have a Jaguar that I have bought that I regret, like the purchase, because I've just I just don't use it. None of my I like friends how you preface like it. I have a Jaguar, so yeah. it's okay. And I would keep that over my Xbox One. I don't know. It just didn't click. Like. A lot of the first party exclusives were some of the worst iterations this time around. They never really course corrected from their horrible opening and the force of the camera and like PlayStation just made their party system that much better. Yeah. Cause that was always the driving factor was like, no matter how good PlayStation was, they could not get their shit together with an online network, a friends list party systems. And when they finally made that click plus put out, some of the best exclusives of this generation, probably the best exclusives of this generation. The only pretty <laughs> almost right, right, right. It was just like hard for me to justify turning my Xbox back on. That said, it's completely competent. I mean, for sure. Yeah, there's, I mean, it looks stuff. good and and uh, plays pretty decent. Yeah, I got it for a hundred bucks, so I'm like, right, well, right. I think that's that justifies the purchase to being like, well, I got it and you can try some <laughs> things out, but. And it's a terabyte one, which is great because yep. those hard drives fill up fast. It's the, what is it? The Forza, am I saying it even right? The Forza limited edition model came oh, with the box, nice. controller, all that stuff. Yeah. You turn it on and it sounds like a uh, car or, or whatever. Oh, oh, sweet. Which is kind of nice. interesting. But huh. I mean, that's a little gimmick, I suppose. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll dive into it a little bit more. I've been playing... Uh, I still have been playing my PlayStation. I started the Uncharted series. And I'm I'm having a hard time with the first Uncharted. It just... To me, the controls... I feel like I have to play them in sequential order. And so the first one, like the camera and the way you move just feels clunky. But... I don't know. <laughs> See, this is great because now I can do the exercise in where Drake got his moves from. So now what you want to do is go buy Gears of War for your Xbox One and then play that for about an hour and a half. And then you'll understand exactly what they stole all those mechanics from. Really? Except they slapped Indiana Jones on it instead of like monsters and big hulking like football oh, players. Gosh. I don't think they nailed it. They never really got it as good as Gears did. I don't no, think. No. There's exactly. still a lot of. Yeah, and it's super evident in that first one. Yeah. Hmm. The shooting is play- just never as good in Uncharted either, but they're great games. Yeah. Did you play two and three? No, I just, I only did, I just started one. Okay. So. Well, I, was, I was meaning that for Andy more so. Oh. Than- Andy's yeah, I've, played two and I've three. I've played them all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is two the pinnacle, like most people say? 
Uh, as far as story, yes. And as far as like what it did, but I don't know if you played them now, if four wouldn't be better. Yeah. Like there's some crazy stuff that happens in four. <clears throat> so like, does it I got... get better though? Like after one, just the way the controls are and all of that stuff, does it get so, better? Right. I mean, yeah. I, I beat the first okay. one and I played the first like two hours of two and I thought two handled better. It was certainly visually better. Yeah, okay. uh, the first one is by far the worst yeah. out of all three of them. Okay. But yeah. yeah, just just the first hour or two of the second one, you'll you realize like how much of a step up it is. And just like uh, it's almost like a like a thrilling movie at that point, like yeah. the Indiana Jones part of it is so much bigger okay. in the second one. So was the first one on PS3? Yeah, one, two or three were PS3. Oh really? PS4, the only exclusive one was four, yep. and then there was the one on uh, Vita. Okay, I played that. I beat that one too. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you can struggle through the first one, it's not an awful game. It probably doesn't hold up as well as it used to. But I want to say that was like maybe thirteen hours. It's pretty short. Okay, so it's got there's a not... really weak ending chapter though that I hated. Yeah, there's mm. not. I I. You're not missing much if you just went right to the second one, as long as you know, okay. like, I didn't know if the story wasn't going to like carry over and I didn't know what was going on or it doesn't even matter. Not, not too much. I mean, as, as long as okay. you have a basic understanding of the characters that are in the first one, sure. They're pretty much all there and fleshed out better in the second one. All right. Well, I'll have to keep on, keep on chipping away at that. Yeah. I was uh, I was reading an article, uh, I can't even remember what it was, a couple days ago. It was in Esquire. Do you guys ever read Esquire, like the lifestyle, whatever? They were talking about uh, handheld, um, handheld games or portable games. And I, I just found the article being really stupid because it says the best portable handheld gaming system in 2020. Well, there there is no portable handheld uh, systems in 2020 minus the Nintendo Switch. And so it goes on and on about... Um, Was it a video how... of Retro Robs? <laughs> <laughs> no. He could give you like 30, isn't. I bet, in 2020. What's that? I said, I bet Rob could point out like 30 that have launched yeah, in 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, now the Tiger handhelds are coming out and... Oh, uh, yeah getting a reboot so that's gonna put the switch uh in some serious competition it is like the dumbest nostalgia grab because they weren't like let's be honest they they passed the time but they were not good like nobody clamored for no. their tiger handheld i mean you made it work but no kid today is gonna want to touch that so they're only selling it to people like us and we're gonna right. have like five seconds of fun with it and then it's gonna end up in a thrift store somewhere yeah how that's much how my parent good how much would you pay for one of those? 20 tops. Okay, that's what they are. They're 20. Oh, I was okay. going to say 5.99 all yeah. day. <laughs> that's uh, what my parents gave me to shut up in a car ride. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Okay, right. well, we're spending the 7.99 on this thing for you." And uh shut up for 14 hours and it's just watching the pixel move right, <laughs> back to the left, a leg move up, down. Oh, those <laughs> things are awful. And people were excited about them too. Like people are like, "Yeah, I'm buying." Them. Come on, 
They're not that good. They're really bad. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I started, um, sorry, I got side, sidetracked, but. That doesn't they, happen on this podcast. No, <laughs> no. Rabbit holes. But I, I thought that was interesting that, you know, talking about portable handheld consoles and they're saying, you know, well, essentially there's only one anyways. Um, you know, is it dead? Are, are we going to see any more handheld or is it going to continue to stay stay mobile? Is that where a lot of developers are moving to? Are we going to see something outside of the Switch Lite? Anything like, I don't know, PSP, Vita, any of that kind of stuff from PlayStation or is it an end of an era? I don't see PlayStation doing it again. They tried twice and they both kind of failed on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think there's always room for the handheld. Obviously, the Switch is pulling it off, but <clears throat> I just think with like processors getting so much smaller and so much more efficient and phones getting so much more advanced and stuff like, you know, the GeForce Now and Stadia. Not Stadia's not a good example, but there's even like PlayStation like screen share like with your iOS devices already. Like I think realistically there's you wouldn't have to have it i think the mobile devices on our hands you know in our pockets and you know bluetooth controllers and i mean i mean what the hell like symphony of the night just got dropped on ios today for like three bucks or yesterday i mean there's no reason you would have to have a dedicated device so i think there's always going to be a room for some on the market but i don't think we're going to see microsoft and sony jumping in there again Nintendo will continue to corner the market. That's what they do. Well, yeah, unless unless that's their gimmick this time, and then they drop the portable stuff the next round. I don't know. Right. Gosh. The next time it will be a um, PDA that, like, slaps on your uh, cat or dog's collar. Um, and that's the new future in gaming and how mobile gaming will work. Your dog I'm is now a Nintendo dog. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you literal Nintendo dogs and Nintendo cats. So there we go. They're gonna come out with uh, yeah, mobile virtual reality. <laughs> so all these idiots are walking around. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a nightmare! Yeah, but it's still gonna be made out of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I think like NVIDIA basically made a better machine than, or a more robust machine than what Nintendo has done, but like it never hit the market the way that the Switch did. It's just like the simplicity of what they're able to put in there and like put in people's hands. Like it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, my phone can run better. Like most people's phones, maybe not my phone, but most people's phones can run better graphics, like higher fidelity and frame rates than the Switch, yet the Switch continues to be this juggernaut. And as long as they have their 10 first-party titles with every iteration of hardware they do, that'll probably continue to be the case. And then the sea of mobile games that flood the eShop every week. Because Bouncy Bob's Sprinkle Donut Adventure for 99 cents (laughs) is what everyone's been clamoring for. I mean, Animal Crossing is going to be huge. That's a 
portable oh, game. Oh, that's gonna be no shits. I think this might be the first one that I'm not in on because every time it's just less. You know, you just diminishing returns because it's the same game over and over. I've yeah. never played an Animal Crossing game. Everyone well, relax. I know I'm a target now, but hey, the first missing t- much, I don't know. I, the first time is amazing. I think, but it just comes just... across as extremely simplistic and kitty. I don't know. Like, Damn. I don't know. Yeah, it's like totally different than every other Nintendo game. <laughs> well, I mean, it just <laughs> is there really a challenge to it? Is is it just like a a nice Minecraft or Sims or no? It's not even it's, that it's it's about paying off a mortgage, doing work to pay off a mortgage. That's the job. Oh, so that's life. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's not far off. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm just gonna talk about it quick because it fits with our show and where we're hosted. But over on Geekade, they had this new series that launched this week. It's called Gamer Wars, and episode one is like the truth behind Tom Nook, and it's like this narration over like what a <laughs> what a degenerate he is. It's so funny. It's like three minutes. You guys got to check it out. I laughed so hard. Oh, that's good. It's great. He is probably the most one of the scummiest Nintendo characters that <laughs> yeah, they've ever absolutely. made. Yeah, why is that? He's. I mean, he's all about money. He's just a greedy raccoon that you. Yeah. He's like, he just, you think he's your friend and he sets you up and then he's like, oh, well now you owe me this amount. Yeah. He's like the big city landlords that just like want to evict you and kick you out in your ass. Yeah. Uh, Give me my money. You have, you have 10 days to pay or I'm coming after your family. But then you can send him letters and then you can go to the town message board and talk shit about Tom Nook on there. And yeah, it's... Uh, I'm still not going to play it, but it sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to see that really blow up and really take over for a while. And Nintendo really hasn't dropped anything major for, I don't know when the last major drop was, as far as big titles. Mario Maker 2? <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah, so this is kind of... The kickoff for the year. When did Mario Maker come out? It was summer, right? Yeah. I suppose Luigi's Mansion then was how. Yeah, I think Luigi's Mansion like, was the last oh, big one. Which is that was October. Year. And then they yeah, had can... like the Smash stuff trickling in, which that's still popular. Yeah. You had some Nintendo news though too, didn't you, Andy? Oh, uh, yeah. For your beloved console. There's a couple new Wii U games coming over. Uh, not over here. But uh, in Europe, seems like a pretty small time developer is doing their own self-publishing limited release of a couple of their games on, you know, physical disc for the Wii U and 100% for the collector market, because I don't think anybody buying them are like, oh, yeah, this I've been waiting for this game to hit the Wii U on disc. It's it's more like, uh, oh, this is probably the last game on the Wii U, so I need it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because everybody thought Axiom Verge finally getting released was going to be the last thing. Yeah. 
but so are they doing like bundles and like deluxe things with soundtracks or is it just straight like game the disc i think it's just that it said something about a, like a certificate of authenticity or something too oh, it's like oh my okay, gosh. yeah this is not going to the casual <laughs> gamer <laughs> a certificate that you've just wasted another 60 dollars how long until some of these are just like sold pre-graded oh, comes VGA graded, yeah <laughs> I'll pay you the extra 400 if you can slap that sticker on there and put it in an acrylic box. The developers take it to the publishers and the publishers just send all the boxes for VGA creating. <laughs> then they hit the Walmart shelves for $9,000. I love it. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, like you said, though, this is definitely going to sell out fast and it will all be collectors buying mm-hmm. copies. And then we'll see these selling for absurd amounts in a few years. Yep. What but- was the limit on them? <clears throat> Like the limit press, uh, three thousand. Oh, so that's like early limited run or strictly limited kind yeah. of numbers. So are you on the train or not? I mean, you're uh, complete. Are you complete? Are you missing? Uh, I, Just Dance. I I'm missing a couple. Yeah, Just Dance. I think the last Just Dance. I'm. It's probably cheap enough to just buy now, but. Uh, but yeah, this is pal, so I don't need it. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. count for you, huh? Cut it if out. You were, if you were a real collector, you wouldn't have that attitude. But I guess you're not. So, well, yeah. Well, then I, Gosh, I'd have I'm to more go of wild. A gamer than you are. <laughs> I'm so I'm such a hardcore gamer that I hovered on the uh, <clears throat> NT Mini website over oh, at Analog and clicked into that pre-order like five times, then backed myself out. And... <laughs> oh no! So if anyone hasn't heard, everyone knows. I think in this scene. That analog makes Buku boutique high end consoles. They've made the beautiful ones. The NES one and NT Mini, which is the second one that brought in like the different cores and stuff. Um, then they've had the Super Nintendo and the Genesis ones that have retailed at reasonable amounts, sub 200, I think, but they've also got plastic shells. So there was that petition that was signed a while ago. People were clamoring for one more run or at least not the discontinuation of the NT mini, which is the Nintendo one that also plays Famicom's metal case, HDMI out four controller ports and also plays Famicom cartridges. And they're doing one last final batch. It's up for pre-order. It's four ninety nine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want one. <laughs> But Why don't really? Because if I'm gonna have, if I'm gonna have this absurd NES collection, the ultimate experience, I might as well have the best possible experience I can get for putting all my cartridges into it. Plus the fact that it's like an FPGA, and I can load these different cores. Essentially, what I'm buying then is an EverDrive for every other retro console. So I no longer need to do that or buy cartridges for the Genesis or the. You know, I, I can do all this other stuff, and I have the AVS. Which what about honest, your fancy I was AVS? Not, I was not that impressed with the AVS. It, it works. I'm, I've grown to love it. Other than having to take it apart and fix it when I got it, um, this would be you know the premium version of that. I could get rid of my AVS. Hopefully, make 150 bucks back. So then I'm only out 350 dollars. <laughs> Oh I mean, my that's a gosh. good deal right <laughs> uh, right i mean considering that the first run is selling for a thousand dollars a piece now right 
that's a good deal then <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't know like why the disparity like why not do one last run and change out the metal for the plastic drop it a hundred dollars at least yeah i suppose you don't want to go out as with your final batch being like your cheap most cheapest built but I, I can't. I can't believe that they're doing it again because I thought for sure that they were going to stick to the non-FPGA core, you know, the non-core stuff. After they did the the mega or the super one, yeah. But but you yeah. can do cores on those, right? I was I heard you can like hack, modify them so you can run different cores if like you hack what what's on there. It's not as easy, I don't think. Yeah the the official guy wasn't doing it like the oh. The uh, for the NT, the guy that was working on the software was making them. Oh, okay, okay. For that thing, but yeah, I don't what's know. The, what's the return on it when you when you pre-order? Is it how long does it take? Uh, they're shipping in July. Wow, well, that's not bad. No, I mean the price is bad. Right, but it's. Metal. I don't know if I could. I love quarts. the NES, but I don't know if I could do it. And it hooks up to the Famicom disk system, which my AVS does too, but my AVS isn't metal. Do you have a Famicom disk system? That's not the point, Nate. Okay. The point is if I had one, I could use <laughs> but it. But if I did have one. <laughs> and if I had games, well, I have a game for it. I guess I have golf for the disk system, so there's that. Don't you have a Mario too? Uh, or It's Mario Golf. Oh, Mario Golf. So it's okay. like the NES open, I suppose. Yep. Um, Whoa! Yeah, I don't know. I'm still contemplating it. Huh? What? So you know they made a gold version with 24 karat gold. One yeah. Of these? Yeah. Yeah. But that was made... the original run, wasn't it? Yeah. The, reg- the not the were mini. They... Yeah, where they use like actual gutted Nintendos. Yeah. So it's pure gold. They only made ten of them. Uh, system number nine is on eBay right now. What? What's the going rate? Uh, he wants one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. That's not bad. It's shipping from Grand Forks, North Dakota. Shut up! Yeah, let's go find this guy. <laughs> let's track this person down. Little B and E. We won't hurt him. We'll just rough him up a little. He doesn't listen to the podcast. He'll never trace us. <laughs> I gotta meet this guy. Oh uh, yeah, who in Grand Forks, North Dakota has the clout to like just throw down like whatever that cost? It was a lot. I remember. I don't remember. Yeah. Over 10,000, wasn't it? Yeah. What? Yes, I think. Maybe not. It was thousands. That's nuts. <laughs> what is Oh, yeah. They, they, sold it, they sold it for 5,000. Okay. Wow. Okay, so that's not, that's not insane. I mean, that's bad. No, it's insane. Like, it's bad. Right, but that's moderate income. I mean, he's spending compared to he's asking 125. That's <laughs> quite a markup, but daddy needs a new Lamborghini. <laughs> that's probably who it is. A guy who has no, you know, it's an investment thing. Right. Wow. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I buy one? Should I spend? It's called the NT mini noir. Yeah. That's the it's all black model. Yep. Cobalt or something like they're calling it. Four ninety nine, right? <clears throat> Plus shipping. The more I tax. say it, the more I'm gonna get one now, Ryan. Are you really? Because <laughs> no. if you buy one and I don't, then I'm gonna be pissed. 
So if you're getting one, you need to tell me because I need to get one also then because I'm not letting you one up me like that. So I could make you make you spend four hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> well, all I have to do is Just sit on like it for that. a year, and it's worth a thousand probably. So uh, I don't know. If I don't it's know. That cool. Do you think this will be the pinnacle? Do you think another company comes along and says, "Here's a better one"? So it's all HDMI. Uh, I think there's other video out options, but H, I, I, there's HDMI. I think there might be RGB too. So, so the best way to play it is on what the Trinitron or my modern television. Modern television. It, it's it's uh, it's basically touted as like the best experience you can get for modern see i mean you could do retro stuff too but then it's also just the fact that i mean really the big selling point was just all those extra cores i got added in because like i said it's like explain you're those replacing. explain that because you know <clears throat> i'm not ultra nerdy I, what are the so cores it's like with your pie when you go into mame and like when you want to play certain games you have to pick which instance oh. of mame it's going to run on right. so basically it just allows the hardware to be configured differently to emulate now I'm a Genesis, you know, I'm not a oh, Nintendo sure. anymore. Okay. Like I'm running Genesis stuff. So it just basically becomes your EverDrive. A core sure. is an EverDrive. It, and, yeah. And, so, and like a lot of emulators are focused on emulating a game very well. Like these FPGA cores are focused on emulating the hardware and then the games just work on it, you know? Right. Oh, okay. So it's like more... some people always argue that it's not emulation because it's just recreating the original heart. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't, I don't, people get very upset about FPGA as we learned on our Super Nintendo analog <laughs> video that I had to delist from public because people just kept freaking raging in the comments about the things we said. So we're nerdy, but not that nerdy. We don't know. Yeah, we tried. I'm yeah. sorry, Internet. Um, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but since we brought it up with you, brought that up with that, uh, analog, uh, the Nintendo PlayStation on heritage auctions one day until live auction to go. I swear this was up to 350,000 at one it point. It was, it was, but now it's down to 280. Yeah. Somebody oh, dropped their bid back down. <sighs> what do you guys so think you that's actually going to end at like a million? <sighs> no, really? I think it could. I mean, that's what he claimed that he had an offer on and declined it, right? Right. A cash offer, which it seems like at this point maybe might have been smart to yeah. take. I don't know. Uh, I I thought it would be, I didn't think it would go this high even, but. Really? Before the live? Yeah. I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, because this is just the starting point, because once that gets heated and people are on the phone or in person bidding on this, it could go could potentially go nuts yeah it's an end of an era for those guys you know they've been traveling the world all these cons for free i'm sure they're getting free flights and free hotel rooms for what three four years now yeah so many beers spilt on it so many (laughs) yeah and yeah it's interesting yeah maybe that he got his first uh refusal and he was like okay time to stop (laughs) Yeah. What? What do you mean I have to pay for my own room? <laughs> do you know who I am? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see how that ends up. I guess we'll know by the weekend. Yeah. If we don't all die of the coronavirus before then. Well, you know. It's a possible thing. 
I've been really, I've been really analyzing the coronavirus lately. Really? And, Explain and more of And its effects. I mean, I'm doing a little traveling, so you kind of oh, have to okay. like, have to kind of look out for that. But China, I, Asia, you know, you know, the usual places. Sure. Thailand. Uh, <laughs> Lady place. <laughs> Got it. Wink, wink. Uh, no, I'm trying to, I don't know. I've just been thinking if this, if it continues, is it going to affect the video game market at all? You know, we're we're on the year of of big releases with with consoles. Um, obviously, games are going to be tied into that. Are we going to see since a lot of components are coming from China? Are we going to see prices skyrocket? Limited quantities? Are we going to see? some craziness or is it just going to continue to to move on i mean we have a friend in kind of the electronic business that does a lot of components and you know it might not be for video games per se but it really has halted everything where um they can't ship things they're not um yeah sales are just kind of at a standstill and so will video games take a precedence or is it going to be like everyone's got to shift gears to get all this stuff done? You know, what happens? Are we going to see a delay? I'm kind of curious to see if the coronavirus will ruin video gaming or make it better. Who knows? I think uh, like it might have an impact on pricing. I mean, the PlayStation, they kind of reported out that the cost of the PlayStation five currently is like, Four hundred and fifty dollars in components. So everybody's like, "Are they willing to take you know fifty dollar plus marketing loss on that at four hundred dollars?" But <coughs> if they're going to be, if it does end up being a limited quantity, that's a pretty easy decision to just make it five hundred done. Right. Yeah, I feel like I mean we're already hearing stories out of Japan about the Switch numbers being low. I just figure, you know, like right now is when, or at least near is when these finalized like systems are going to really start hitting the production lines to be put out for the supposed fall release. So I think, I don't know if it's going to hit pricing because you think they would have already had their MSRP lined out before this, but I mean, it will probably cost them money on the back end. And I think we're probably going to see limited numbers during the launch windows, which could be not good for a holiday season. I mean, this might, this might finally kill GameStop. Coronavirus might kill GameStop. They've been waiting for <laughs> these so console powerful, sales. It's just not going to show up. There's no systems. It's the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I did. I did see that uh, Atari had announced that they're delaying the VCS due to the coronavirus. That oh. was the reasoning. So. They're like, this is the best excuse that's rolled our way <laughs> in a long time. They're sitting in a conference room. Boys, we've won. <laughs> <laughs> the three people that work there are like, right. yes, jackpot. <laughs> oh, gosh, that is never coming out, is it? What they should no. really do is just make a news story about how the entire Atari office was wiped out <laughs> by the coronavirus. And then unfortunately the console will never be released because everyone is deceased. Yep. And then they can just take that money and run. 
Yeah, can we have your money? Well, there's nobody there's nobody there to give your money back, so <laughs> Yeah. The accounts payable's gone, man. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, but they turned the office building into a hotel, so that's oh, gonna yeah. just confuse everybody. It's true. That'll be the new thing. They'll have like an employee's grave in each of the hotel lobbies. <laughs> oh each of the gosh. eight locations, you know, final resting place. Uh you piss on it after you walk, you know, you you check in, you piss on the grave, you go to your room. It's, it's, it's wonder, a whole ritual. <laughs> I wonder how many like businesses are going to use that as like, I can guarantee you almost everybody, every public company that has like a earnings call and it doesn't hit their estimation. They're going to say, well, the virus. And- oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, then we're already canceling, you know, like GDC and all this stuff. And I'm getting so sick of it. Like I hear about, I mean, we live in the Midwest. Like if it's going to hit anywhere in the nation last, it's 100% going to be us. There's just not a lot of international travel in or out or travel to our area in general in or out. But it, you just like, I, I mean, work. we have like, an I international airport. It. Yeah. It's, it's huge. <laughs> Has like direct flights to nowhere. Uh, <laughs> I guess, but it, it, I just, it's, I'm so irritated with it. And I was reading like our local news channel was like running the stories. I'm like, make sure you've stocked up two weeks of food and two weeks of water. I'm like, this has literally killed fractions less people than the actual flu this year. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. It's just a bad flu. Like this happens. <sighs> it's, it feels like. They're trying to pitch it as like, this is the zombie apocalypse. And I just cannot understand it. You have people ripping apart Costco's and what the hell's the world coming to? Well, I mean, you hit uh, the local grocery store really hard. <laughs> so you must be hoarding things. <laughs> yeah, I was filling yeah, in. I went there. This. So like, this is kind of a sad story. They, the, one of our local grocery store chains decided to do a leap year sale on the 29th. One day only, starting at 6 a.m. So they had 29-cent Totino's pizzas, 29-cent Pringles, 29-cent tuna, 29-cent mac and cheese. All the worst possible shit for you. But I was like, that's so cheap. I can't not buy it, even though like we eat pretty healthy here. So I'm going to be sitting on this stuff forever. So I do, like, I'm like extreme hoarders, extreme couponers. I'm doing the math. I'm making my list the night before. I'm writing down all the quantities. I make two lists because I can only buy X amount of this stuff. So of course my wife has to come. She has to buy the same amount of stuff. Then we have to hit the store next to us. Then we're going to go across the river into Minnesota, hit that store, come back over, hit another store next to us. And, uh, I did that and I filled my entire SUV for like just under $300. And now I I live in a pile of shame and regret with all this food that is like piled up all over my house and will be there for probably years because if I ate this stuff every day, I would die and I'm certainly not feeding it to my children every day. So, so bring on the coronavirus for you. I, yeah, I guess I'll be the savior of my neighborhood. When you sent that picture over, it's like unbelievable. Oh yeah, and those were just the cupboards. You didn't see the freezer. The freezer was oh, ridiculous. So huh. yeah, anybody wants junk food, we can hook you up. Send it as a giveaway. Yeah, I was pretty proud of myself. But I mean, Pringles for twenty nine cents. Come on, man. Pringles. <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. Right, they're like a dollar thirty a thing. I saved a buck on each one. 
And it's the one time that you can go to a grocery store and not feel guilty buying those things. Like your uh, checkout person's going to just make full judgment on you because everybody else is doing it. Oh, yeah. So, it was nuts. Yeah. You, no people, big deal. People were probably like, what a psycho. Why did you do that? Like, no, I was. These stores were mobbed. We were like fighting our way through to get these like bargain bin items it was this is unbelievable it was kind of a rush like it was almost like game hunting and like coming across a garage sale with like amazing stuff and you're just like yes it was the same satisfaction except it was immediately followed by guilt when i get home so <laughs> so when's the haul video coming out <laughs> yeah i should oh, i should, should probably got more video. clicks yeah it's all My put away now, sadly. video That'd be awesome. Yeah. I love Pringles too. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Subscribe. Uh, I'll just do like a video on like how many different ways you can make a meal out of tuna. We'll do like Gross. Forrest Gump, but with tuna. Oh, Pringles and tuna. Ugh. Pringles and tuna. <laughs> Disgusting. Tuna helper, tuna melts, tuna gumbo. Gross. Tuna with toothpaste. You can. Did you know you can brush your teeth with tuna? It's delicious. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I saved a bunch of money and a bunch of food, but I'm not so. I'm not so sure I made the right call. But I got it. I'll just live off that stuff, save all my money for retro video games, and then it's all gonna work out. You're set. Yeah. You're set. And then what'd you say you're going to follow your uh your TLC hoarding show with my 500 pound life. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the joke I made to Nate cuz he's like you should be on TLC. I was like, yeah, I'd start out as an episode of Extreme Couponers. And it would be an episode of my it would transition to an episode oh of my, my 500 pound life <laughs> after I'm done eating all this stuff. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah. That's great. I had to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's an interesting story for sure. <laughs> if I sell all that food, I can totally pay for that NT Mini now. So, hey, now you're thinking. got it all figured out. I'll sell you Done. Totinos for eighty cents a piece. You doubled your money. That's great. I got fifty of them. Get over here. You didn't, did you? Really? Is it fifty? Uh, forty-eight. Totino's pizzas, 72 boxes of mac and cheese, oh somewhere around like 80 cans Stop. of tuna. Yeah. There's a lot of numbers. I did the math. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> you know, Lent isn't that long. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I should unload that now. There's an audience yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there was a a thing going around today that made me at least feel very old and that's that the playstation 2 came out 20 years ago today i'm with you that was that was a shocking revelation (laughs) that just seemed like that was the edge for me for like new new consoles Dreamcast was pretty crazy too, but PS2 was like the new age. And now it's, yeah, 20 years. 
Yeah, and just the hype, man. The hype that surrounded for like 18 months leading up to the PlayStation mm-hmm. 2. And just like back then when console console launches were like very different between Japan and the US still and like it was out there and it wasn't here and like things were getting leaked and my god. Was that hype alone almost killed the Dreamcast? Yeah. Was that the first one that really had like the like shortage? Like there was people like flipping them and you know hoarding them. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's one of the first ones I can remember where people were selling it for like double at launch. Yeah, that might have been the first instance. And I know people were traveling overseas and buying them in Japan and bringing them back and selling them. And (laughs) yeah, it's just like such an impact that console had. I mean, the PlayStation obviously had a huge impact, but man, it's like the, the PlayStation 2 and like the DVD functionality built in without like nickeling and diming and making you buy an extra controller like the Xbox did. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like they, they built it up so much and they didn't really fumble. Like it kind of delivered on everything. I mean, I, w- I would love to know the percentage of people, like where would the DVD format be without the PlayStation two? Cause right. I feel like, probably one in three people that was their dvd their first dvd player oh absolutely it was well, and where would the playstation 2 have been without the dvd yeah like, i think right. that was like a huge seller for the like casual person who was like oh, i'm not really into games but this also plays dvds so i'll buy that yeah it was the cheapest dvd player too at the time right yep it just had like horrendous functions i just remember as far as like the forwarding and the backwards and like mm-hmm. the ugh, it was so so clumsy but i still use it all the time until I had my Xbox. Yeah. So that came out in 2000, huh? That's nuts. That wasn't over here, though, right? I think it was 01 here, I want to say. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because I think I started college in 01, but I don't remember. I suppose people must have just had them. They were pretty new. I remember a couple people in the dorms had them, and it was just kind of uncommon. Yeah, to that point, like you saw them, but not everybody had one. That's yeah, I got question. I got mine in um, when Gran Turismo Three came out. That was back was when so Gran excited. Turismo was still a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, that was I was so excited about that game. And it says yeah, two thousand in Japan, March of two thousand, October in North America. Okay. interesting it was such an awful design though i mean for such a successful console i still think it's one of the ugliest things i've ever put under my tv oh i don't know about that really you like that weird i stood mine up though oh you're one of those see i was that guy i try i even turned the thing because you could turn the yeah you could uh, turn the logo. logo yeah they brought that over to the, some of the versions of the PS3, right? Like, I'm pretty sure my PS3, I can do that. Yeah, probably. The fat ones. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And Nate, you weren't a PlayStation 2 guy at all, right? So you're like, what the hell are they? I get no nostalgia here. I didn't know they... I only know of a PlayStation 4. I didn't even know that they even had a 2. <laughs> no. They just launched with they the 4, They started 4. Right? Yeah. I did have a little experience <clears throat> with, with PlayStation 2. Um, so I it was it was a little bit later on 
uh, when they came out with like the Slims. I don't remember when, sure. what year that was. Maybe what was it four or five? Two thousand four or five? Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. That's when uh, the rock band craze occurred, and that was kind of my experience with it. I I didn't own one or anything like that, but that's what everybody was playing. Every uh, every opportunity was throwing a guitar on somebody. And so that was really my only experience with, with the PS2. I really don't have any, any other experience with that. So even to this day, it just hasn't been anything that I've been interested in. I see games all the time though. Um, all over the place, thrift stores, etc. but just never interested. There's a lot of good stuff out there for cheap. I will say trying to find, a fully functioning one these days, slim or not is pain right. in the ass. I think I went through like three in the last few years where I would buy them. Everything seemed fine. And then I would put in one of those like blue layered discs yeah. and it couldn't read it. And I was like, son of us. And then I kept having to buy new ones. And cause yeah, my brother-in-law has one and it's just been sitting in a box. So I might snag it. I think he owes you one. Maybe. <laughs> I think. More than just a PlayStation 2. <laughs> Probably. It's still the number one selling console of all time. Oh, really? All time? Really? Yeah. Didn't they say the, the Switch, though, is on pace, potentially, to beat that number? Uh, at, like, he, where it's at in its life cycle? Yeah, it, it's probably above it at that point. I think probably because the Switch was, like, so well-stocked right away, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, PS2 is at 155, over 155 million. Nuts. The, the DS almost got there at 154, but everything else is, I mean, the PS4 just broke a hundred not that long ago. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's incredible. So many classic games though. It's weird how many franchises like began, thrived and then just died with that, like all those Jack games, Ratchet and Clank. I mean, that stuff kind of carried on, but it's never really been the same. Twisted Metal, I mean, was there for PlayStation, but it was like at its peak, I feel like, with Black. Yeah. The Sly Cooper games, I mean, they've made more sense, like for Vita and stuff, but they've never really captured. Just that whole, like, cartoony action platformer, like all, like that style of game just like fizzled out after that generation. Yeah, PS3 never had that. Yeah. No. And PlayStation 2 is home to all the best ones. Kind of miss it. Well, if you go on Dreams, there's lots of Spyro and Crash Bandicoot games if you're missing out. Good. Can I get one where I play as Spyro, but my head is Crash? I'm sure you could build that pretty easily. Nice. And I ride around on this Shrek train that you keep telling me about? (laughs) I I want to experience this. (laughs) yeah man think how old we're gonna feel in 10 years when we're talking about this in the podcast uh, that the playstation 2 is 30 years old oh man i can't even think about that because that means we're still collecting games that are like 50 years old (laughs) and it means we're still doing a podcast that five people (laughs) listen to Uh, yeah (laughs) It's that can-do attitude of ours. We do appreciate the five people. 
Oh, well, yes, of Thank course. you, guys. We could and name you, you by f- names. If you have five friends who you think might also like the podcast, you know, maybe just throw them a link. Just we'd appreciate that, too. Or just steal their phones and download it for them. Right. Can we do that? Go into every Verizon wireless you see and just search on all the web browsers to weekendpodcast.com and please leave that on there. We would appreciate that. All of you. Best buys. Well, that probably they're not hooked up to the internet. That'd be silly. I think the big thing, like big back in the day, the promoting was um, companies getting people to tattoo their logo on their bodies. Oh, yeah. And they'd get some kind of benefits. Sure. So maybe, I mean, we'll send you a sticker maybe if you get <laughs> Weekend Rental Podcast yeah. tattooed on your body. It has to be three feet by three feet. Yes. Um, and only under the eyes is the only acceptable. It has to be a f- visible. So face face tattoo for sure. Right. If they have a big face. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, I mean, three foot by three foot. And the sticker will be a different logo than what it is. No. it's a nike it, sign yeah we just <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah we do appreciate the listeners we we know the format change is different so if there's any feedback anyone has like certainly hit us up i i feel like the podcast is still is gonna always it's it's us right like we're still gonna have that same feel but we're gonna just try to make it a little more easygoing and uh maybe try out some different things too I'd love to get back into some of that nostalgia stuff, like where we just contemplate like a generation or a handheld or how great Bruce Campbell is or Sharknado, the series you know, <laughs> of movies. I love it. Yes. But I feel like it's that time, right? I think so. I think so. Some things mm-hmm. never change. Nope. I feel now's the time to cue the sad song. Sad song? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I have no idea where we're going with this. <laughs> oh, you can take us out is where we're going with this. Oh, I'd love to take us out. <laughs> I got it. You're like, it's time. It's time. That was my cue. I missed it. I'm sorry. It's uh, right. we, we really do appreciate you guys listening to our show. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, if you would like to... Uh, just continue engaging with us. You can uh, check us out on Twitter um, as well as YouTube. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. And as always, everyone, be kind. Rewind.